back. Welcome back to the Friends Don't Let Friends Binge Alone podcast. And tonight's theme, we're pretty much talking about Black ownership in every aspect. But before we get into that, I want to introduce the co-host. And of course, to my right, I have Nada. Hello, hello. Thanks for tuning in again. Um, as we get ready to talk about one of the hottest shows right now, Godfather of Harlem. Hopefully we can give you some more good content about this series here. Um, and to my right, we have Miss Betty. Hey, everybody. Um, excited about today's show. Ready to talk about some Black ownership, talk about some laughs, have a good time. Good stuff. And of course, we're going to start off with The Godfather of Harlem, uh, starring Forrest Whitaker. Uh, who's been active for quite some time. And if you all are not familiar with this story, this is uh, a story between uh, about Bumpy Johnson, who was a gangster back in the day. And of course, Malcolm X, who, if you listen to this podcast, you should definitely know who Malcolm X is. If not, go get yourself an Alex Haley book and get your read on. But it was just about their relationship that they had that before this series even came out, I had no idea that these two people were uh, even intertwining each other's lives. But before we get deeper into that, the first question of the evening is, how did everyone feel about the overall feel of the show? Do you like it? Do you not like it? Um, I will say that I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as cast-wise, like they had some heavy hitters in this cast. Forrest Whitaker, I mean, we all know what he's, um, what his, his, his uh, portfolio is looking like. But not only him, we have Nigel Thatch, yeah. who plays Malcolm X. Um, you know, he's best known for his his role in Players Club, amongst other things, Selma and some mm-hmm. other movies. Then we got um, Vincent D'Onofre. I cannot say his last name. But the guy from Full Metal Jacket, which was a classic movie, in my opinion. Uh, that was in his much younger days, but he, he, he nailed that movie there. Um, and then we got Giancarlo Esposito, um, who played in one of my favorite shows of all time, which was Breaking Bad. Um, do the right thing which is another classic school days um then we got the the main characters or like the main cast members that should play in every mob movie paul sorvino um we got chaz palmentary uh for known that's best known for bronx tale like the the casting which is um excellent like they 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 did a, a wonderful job picking that cast from beginning to end for all the, the members or for all the um, characters there. You can't have a mob movie without that cast. Though. You can't. That's true. But also, uh, you can't have a good black gangster movie without Eric LeRae Harvey, who plays uh, Dale Chance. He also mm-hmm. played in uh, uh, Luke Cage, too. So, yeah. He's a good yeah. staple for a good mob movie or a good Harlem based movie. Yeah, one of my favorite characters in the show. He was holding Buffy down. Well, he was. <laughs> <laughs> right. But uh, I really enjoyed the show. I think in my normal fashion, there were a lot of takeaways um, with the show. I think they did a great job of pulling a lot of social issues out. So I'm ready to talk about it. All right. Now, the one reason why we were kind of focusing on the Godfather of Harlem and telling Black stories is that you know, this is this is a black cast, and I want to say Swiss Beats has something to do with the production. And I just want to know how do you all feel about black people telling black people's stories, especially in this day and age? Can't nobody tell it like us. Right. I mean, we got the facts. 
and we're going to give you the real deal like the raw the raw facts no sugar-coated nothing for hollywood like we we know exactly how to tell the story and make it relatable yeah i agree nada i think uh hollywood has definitely a way of retelling a story and whatever interest fits um the writer you know the director so we definitely have to be mindful of telling our own stories from our eyes right and the reason why i bring that up is uh we know that when we go back and look at television of the past and we look at things like the ten commandments how they consider to be whitewashed because like how all those white people gonna be in the desert of egypt but it does something psychologically where you think that these people were actually there and even there was some some talk around uh julia roberts playing harriet tubman in the movie before i think cynthia Revio played her so knowing that we're in this day and age of black ownership let's get into this bumpy johnson character and i know he was of a, a criminal element but how do you feel about him having everything black owned? oh i bumpy was down with the ten harlem <laughs> <laughs> i was there for the ten harlem listen um you know i think that whatever we do whether it be legal or illegal i think we should do it um i think we should do it with uh, expertise and precision I think we should control all of our rights. If we're going to go down, we might as well, you know, do it right. I was here for it, of course. Now, what do you think about it? Black ownership in every aspect. I mean, that's something that we need more of. And I think this show kind of displays, um, you know, how we need to make, make that more of a thing now um, in more modern times. Like, Bumpy, he owned Harlem until he got, you know, until he went off to, to Alcatraz or whatever. But I mean, it was, it was, it's his town. And the reason I was bringing it up because I think it was part of uh, what Harlem was back in that time, because there was a four-part documentary series called "By uh, By Whatever Means Necessary: The Times of Godfather of Harlem," and it just talks about the music, the art, the culture, the mindset of Harlem back then and how it bred so many, you know, business-minded people. And as we get into like this story and we see that he's fighting with these Italian gangsters to regain control of, of his community, do we think, or should say, do we feel that we can carry that mentality into other aspects of our life as we sit here and now? Absolutely. I think what is interesting about this TV show, though, um, is that we talk about ownership, we talk about our neighborhoods, we talk about empowering our people, giving our people jobs. But, you know, the flip side is kind of what Elise, when she brings um, Bumpy's wife mm -hmm. into the crack den and she shows her, she says, hey, this is um, what's buying you all those fancy clothes. This is, you know, this is where the money comes from. And I think that we don't look at that. We look at the success behind the criminal enterprise, but we don't look at how it's tearing our people down. So mm -hmm. this show definitely um, does a good job of depicting that. Um, even, you know, even um, I think it was the congressman, he says, you can't just give people money and, you know, expect that all is forgiven. Like you definitely are tearing your city apart. Ten Harlem's or not, you know, you still got the 1% in Harlem. And the reason I kind of pose that question is because 
we have a period, you know, we're old enough to have a period in our life where there wasn't a lot of talk about entrepreneurship. There wasn't a lot of talk about owning your own. It was always about getting a piece of what someone else has. But I think around that Puff Daddy era of, of hip hop that we begin to see that emergence of people be going back to the whole mindset of black owned. Okay. Um, so to answer your question there, Benny, um, I basically agree with everything that Betty said as far as um, showing it from the good side and the bad side of Black ownership. Um, sometimes it's criminal. Sometimes it's, you know, taking the right path. But ultimately, it just kind of displays, um, the show just kind of displays every aspect of, you know, taking each route there, either the good or the bad you know, trying to do it on your own successfully or, you know, um, doing it kind of the non-elite or the the illegal way there sometimes. Gotcha. I think... Now, um, who are you out? Oh, go ahead, Betty. I'm sorry. I think um, Bumpy's wife also uh, said something about that. She said her husband had to take the, the route, um, you know, that he, he didn't have, a, you know, a choice. Like everybody else had a choice. Like y'all had money already. We didn't have money. So my husband is basically doing what he got to do, um, you know, by any means. So I think that was, you know, something what's, that we also used to justify wrongdoing, you know. What's the phrase that's nothing. commonly used? Getting it out the mud. <laughs> <laughs> Baby. Bumpy was getting it out the mud. Definitely. When it comes to the Godfather of Harlem, what were some of your most memorable scenes? Or what's something that stood out to you on the show? Funny, not funny? interesting or otherwise um some scenes i feel that we could have did without <laughs> so these, um, come on come on now talk about these, it <laughs> uh, these love scenes with mr whitaker now don't get me wrong he's a very talented actor but the quickie in the bathroom or just any type of love scene with forest forest can we just kind of lead into what it's going to be and not necessarily show it in the upcoming season because, uh, yeah, we, yeah, y'all, y'all know where I'm going with that. <laughs> <laughs> Betty, what stuck out to you? Definitely could have done without that. Not that I agree. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, there was um, a lot of things that stuck out to me. I think the most interesting thing about the show is, um, for me, it's not even Bumpy Johnson's story. It's really um, Malcolm X's story. Mm -hmm. I think the show did a great job of whether it all be fiction or not. I think it led us into a lot uh, about the demise of Malcolm X. I've never seen the story told from this side, you know, this yeah. in depth before. I've seen, you know, we've seen him, um, you know, in his own autobiography, but it didn't give us that much insight on what, you know, what he was going through. So I think they did a great job of telling Malcolm's story. And not, you know, to, to add on to what you're saying there too, not necessarily just Malcolm X, but just how the nation of Islam was functioning back in those in those times. So I think, you know, to piggyback off what you said there, they did a great job of just um, displaying how Malcolm was, you know, affiliated with the nation of Islam there and just telling his story more, not even um, him, but like also his wife. Um, they did a good job. And let me just touch on that real quick, too. We're, so far, we've been focusing on, like, the male um, mm -hmm. characters. But in season two, I think that the, um, the writers of the show did a really good job of bringing out more of the female characters. Mm -hmm. um, Bumpy's wife, um, Amy, mm -hmm. who 
can kick rocks, in my opinion. What? <laughs> um, Bumpy's little piece. Yeah, his little side piece, like, you know, <laughs> he got a bad for it, too. When they were sitting in that car when she came back um, right. on the scene and, and, you know, he told her to get in the car. I mean, he didn't hesitate. He he, he slid right on over to that. Okay. <laughs> to that seat, like, oh, Lord. Hey, but don't <laughs> he, forget, he said, he said, he said, you're killing me. So, I mean, I don't know what she done did to this man. She done put the voodoo on him, but. Amy be writing them checks too, honey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, those checks, baby. Yeah, so I think in season two they just did a really good job with the the female um characters. Um, not only Lucy, those characters, not a uh, mm-hmm. also uh, uh the Gigante daughter. Yes, like, yes. She's she's definitely uh, yeah, Stella. She definitely uh did her thing this uh, season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think one some of the things that stuck out to me were um the just the the whole ice cream shop like man i ain't been to an ice cream shop and sat down and had ice cream and cakes and cookies in a long time you think about how simple things were back then uh a lot of razor blading a lot of people was getting cut up with razor blades and i think the the, the most horrific scene is when they had that one guy come in and and uh, sodomize that other guy yeah so that was like what i was like so when you talk about some stuff we could have left out or we just kind of alluded to <laughs> that would definitely be one of the things that pop up in my mind yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't like uh forrest Whitaker getting his uh romantic sexy lead on uh, yeah like i said we could have did without that part um i get why it was necessary to kind of really show the relationships or whatever but Next time, I, just kind of go into that scene without really going into that scene. I think in the days of HD TV, I could do without all of those posts up before it's what it That's just me. Like, we could have seen him do his work from a distance. That would have worked out. But you know, now that I'm thinking about it, what other movie or show? I can't think of another series or like another movie where he's really had a strong love interest. Was well, he was know, the in the what? In what? <laughs> What'd you say? You laughing so hard I can't hear you. <laughs> Hold on. I want to laugh. I said it to help, but it wasn't to help. What was that one same movie? Oh, the butler. Oh, baby. Oh, the butler. Well, that don't oh. count. Yeah, that yeah. don't count. But that was not something that I was funny. Well, I mean, like, you know, just like on a more intimate level, the butler was like, okay, that's you know, we don't but... want to see Forrest get busy. We want to see Forrest acting. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like in this series, he's stepping visual. into more of a role that you're not really familiar seeing him in. Like you've never really seen him as being like the guy that the women are after. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of, I mean, it, it is good to see him. <laughs> it is good to see him, you know. Um, play something different that we're not really used to no. can we can we get a little less of it yeah let's <laughs> let's just stick to them let's just stick to the mob stuff i want to say he had a love scene in a tv show called the shield where he played like a de- like a high-ranking detective was well, he he was in there right show. i can't uh, remember i don't really remember him in that show i think he actually i think he was because i yeah, think I remember I, all that spitting and shit right but i just don't remember <laughs> him having a uh, <laughs> I love seeing that, but he definitely had a wife in that series. But That's let's, how, how. Let's not keep talking about these love scenes. I'm about to say, can we move on from the love scenes, <laughs> Mr. Whitaker, please? <laughs> Come on now. As far as, and just we're dealing with this whole story, 
and this is one of the, the times where we talk about Black people telling Black people's story, uh, because there, there really was a Bumpy Johnson, there really was a Malcolm X. What surprised you about this show that you was like, I didn't know that? I wouldn't say not necessarily know it, but one thing um, that I kind of paid attention to in more recent episodes of season two is how, like, the everybody in that city had their hand. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody had their hand in, in, in the mob. Oh. Yeah, like, the police force, mm-hmm. the Congress, mm-hmm. the congressmen, like, everybody was getting their portion. So I like how the show kind of brought that out more in the series, um, especially with like, it kind of makes you think like this stuff is pretty much going on to this day. Mm-hmm. It's not as much, um, it's probably more hushed than it is now, mm-hmm. but you know, that, that was something that, that I'd like to see. Um, I agree. Not a, it was a lot of, um, they touched a lot on the civil rights thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you saw a lot with, um, the mob and how they they impacted that you even see uh giganti when he talks about how he basically controls the votes for the teamsters yeah um so that was you know something that was interesting there where uh bumpy was like hey I, hey you do that you know so it's like dang it's you know it's layers to this so um, it really makes it just really makes you think about how when you see stuff that's going on in current day or modern times like what's really going on behind the scenes you know what i'm saying like i hate to say or think that a lot of politics and stuff like that is you know behind the scenes it's, it's malicious but it really makes you think like who's really behind it you know what i'm saying who's really persuading these votes to go a certain way and you know stuff like that so even when jfk got killed you know they yep, were like, yep. you know that was a big blow mm-hmm. um especially in the show he's like that's my friend and you know he was you know basically um you know, behind the civil rights movement also, you know, so that was a huge, um, I think they did a good job at tying that together also. Um, there was something else that I want to mention, I forget. I just think that this, you know, watching this show, it just seemed like so many everyday people had access to like extraordinary wealthy people. Mm-hmm. Like you just be at a club and next thing you know, you next to you know, a millionaire over here, a gangster over there, and, and it's just a bartender. So I think, you know, you I just think that's kind of extraordinary. Because we look at that, this wasn't like centuries ago. We're talking maybe, what, 40, 50 years ago, all this was kind of happening, maybe a little bit longer than that. But we're not talking about, you know, eight centuries ago. It's like, man, you could be in a place with a Bumpy Johnson, with a Malcolm X, having ice cream, and they could just walk right in. <laughs> and have that experience and have that access to that conversation. Benny, I think you talked about also like uh, when the last time you uh, saw somebody in the ice cream parlor eating. So we talk <laughs> about, you know, just how different times are. And so when they tried to um, offer that boy's mama some money to move and go out of town, mm-hmm. and he was like, this is $5,000. So here I am with my Google stuff. I went and tried to see how much money that's worth here. And I was like, 45 k yeah, yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. good lord. So even when uh when the one uh one of Buffy's men died when they came and uh killed the people at the um at his business and all his men died or whatever, and he goes and visits them and he gives the wife money. I'm like, how much money was that? Like right. so it definitely, you know, makes you look I think they said a dollar. Um a long yeah, way. it's like nine nine dollars, 
here, like now. And I'm like, shit, I was born in the wrong era. <laughs> it's the wrong era to be broke. Nah. But you, you got to think they was getting lots of money at one time doing illegal activities. So, I mean, we could be, I mean, if you were, if you would take your paycheck then, now and, and kind of equate it to then, it wouldn't be, you wouldn't be the same 45000 going back then. It'd be, you know. I'd be uh, a millionaire. I'd be <laughs> Millie Rock. <laughs> How do you all like the music in the show? Oh, the, the intro. I mean, I'd be hyped yeah. every time I hear that intro come in. Like, hey, we about to start. Let's get it. We about to have a live episode. So, yeah, the, the music is definitely um, not even the music, like just their wardrobes. Whoever did yeah. the wardrobes for this for this series, like yeah, everybody was clean. Man, the ladies, the ladies are clean in there. They like everything. You could just tell like everything was just tailored right for them. I, I love everything about mm-hmm. the music and their and their wardrobe. Every time that theme music come on, I think I'm about to watch Greenleaf. So <laughs> why you it, think Greenleaf? I don't know. I think it, it sounds like the Greenleaf music before you start rapping. Oh, um, oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah. I got you. I get you that. I'm get like, you. wait, is that Greenleaf? But then uh, you know, they start rapping. I'm like, oh damn it, um, Betty. I never thought of it that way before. <laughs> now you're gonna hear it. Like, damn it, she right. <laughs> now you're gonna hear it every time. You know, I'm always thinking about some stuff that ain't nobody thinking about. <laughs> always, always, always. But I think it's um I think it's slick. I think it's slick. I think they do a good job um keeping us engaged in the drama. I think they also did a good job as far as like um when you hear those names, Bumpy Johnson and Malcolm X, we already know their stories, right? Mm-hmm. So like he was saying, I think they this show kind of does a good job of showing how they intertwine with one another and just like telling their stories and how they're affiliated. Um I kind of went in with predictions, mm-hmm. knowing who they are. But w- when you start watching the series, like it really draws you in, and you get, you know, really invested into to the characters. And I think one thing we always talk about, uh, like on text and group chats, is that how many times are we gonna watch the murder of Tupac and Biggie from like <laughs> the detective's aspect, from Betty, from his mama's or aspect, Selena. Yeah, or Selena. Oh, if we get another please. series on Selena, like please. Jesus, let her soul rest in peace. We could have left that in 1997. <laughs> like whatever they first J Lo first did it, I was Gucci. I don't need the series. Like from when she was a little girl, because I watched like two minutes of that, and I was like, this is over for me. I'm not watching this. R.I.P. to Selena. No disrespect to Selena fans. Before there was a Beehive, there was the Selena fan. (laughs) Okay, they still out there, honey. Softly, whatever. (laughs) But, and I think when when it first came out that this was going to be a Malcolm X, Bumpy Johnson. Of course, we'd have people play Malcolm X in many of films. And, um, of course, Bumpy Johnson was depicted in Hoodlum and he's depicted in some other subcategories of movies. But to see it from this angle like oh this is different this is a new fresh you know look on 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 a person's life and situation so that's one thing i can definitely appreciate about it now far i gotta you know this is the nada segment how do you feel about this nation of islam rehab program they got they got uh, the young lady together well benny you know I'm always rooting for everyone to get their life together and just positivity and getting on the right road and doing things right. So it was just a breath of fresh air to see some 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 good light come out of the series, not necessarily all the mob, somebody getting popped in the head or somebody portraying somebody else. So it was just a good thing to see someone overcome their habit and, and make it to the finish line. 
I know that's Joe. That's you was gonna focus on. <laughs> I thought she was gonna throw in a line about with the love and support of family, they can overcome anything. But I guess now, first of I all, I guess she tired of saying that. <laughs> first of all, you know, family is everything. Family and support is everything. Absolutely. Um, but just talking about that too, I really um, would love to see them tell Margaret that that's her mama. Then when y'all gonna do that? Yeah. Well, how long are we gonna stretch this out? And I, I think that's one of the uh yeah, that's that's one of the parts of the show where I don't know if people took like a creative freedom on, but you know, because we I don't know how we would you know when it comes to conversation between Malcolm X and Bumpy Johnson, of course you could probably find an article, you could find some people to tell you that's mm-hmm. still living, but I don't know as far as that part of it, I don't know if they took a creative license on that. But and I think that kind of brings us back to when we say when black people tell black people stories we can definitely, I mean, if we want to embellish something, we can definitely do that. But when we look at that, the actual conversation was being floated that Julia Roberts should play uh, Harriet Tubman. It was like, hmm, I don't even know how that made it out of the, I don't even know how that made it out of the, the boardroom to make it to Julia Roberts' agent for her to even get that call. That should have been shut down immediately. So that's, I just where, think, that's where diversity in the workplace is definitely, oh, definitely. definitely necessary. And I think with this show, if they want to take some creative licenses. It's black people putting sauce on their own story. I ain't got no problem with it. It brings an interesting <laughs> dynamic to the show, though. Oh, yeah, definitely. And like not to say it brings, and it, it adds a, a, another layer to Bumpy, you know, because it's, you know, Bumpy Johnson, the gangster, and then it's Ellsworth Johnson, the man. So, and I think, not to cut you off, I'm sorry, people. Betty. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking it was also something that was needed too to keep the series going because mm-hmm. if we didn't have that other element, would we really want to stay watching the series? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because if, if the Gigante and Bumpy Johnson cross each other one more damn time, right? <laughs> like it's only like I, I don't even know how they do it. I, I you know I kept watching it and that was a, a something interesting. I watched a couple of my movies and shows or whatever. And I was just thinking like, do the family, the five families have that much influence? Because how many times you going to be like, you can kill him? No, you mm-hmm. can't kill him. No, you can kill him. But if you kill him, then we won't let you kill him. Like, what the hell? Like, it, it, that went on. That's going on way too much for me. Way too yeah. much for me. Yeah. I'll go ahead. I was just going to say to kind of fast forward to the most recent episode. Mm. I don't know what's going to come from that. Um, are we are we dropping spoilers, y'all? Are we doing spoilers? We're going to let what people get doing? caught up on it. We, I'm, I'm okay. been, I'm, we, we know on this podcast, we definitely try to speak very general about what's okay. going on. We know. So, I mean, of course, if you read the autobiography, of, if you know anything about Malcolm X, anything about Bumpy Johnson, eventually they're going to perish. But we don't want to give too much detail. Away. OK, I'll leave that alone. I won't go down that rabbit hole. Y'all got to go and watch it yourselves. <laughs> but what I will say is, you know, just going back to how they're telling um, Malcolm X's story. I just keep waiting for them to uh, play that one song. Uh, Sam to let Cook. me know that this, yeah, Sam Cook. to let me know that Change this is come. the last day. Am I uh, the only person? I thought I was the only person to equate that with Malcolm X dying. No matter what, oh, no matter God. where I'm at, where I hear it. When that song come on, <laughs> he about to die. I'm about to cry. I think he about to die. So yeah. I just, you know, I always, you know, I'm just waiting for it to, them to cue the music, so I can know this Malcolm last day on the show. How do you all feel about feel about cheering for a Bumpy Johnson, who we know is a is a, 
a drug peddler, as they say, and champion his cause. Oh, you know, I'm a root for the bad guy all the time. I mean, Betty know this for sure. Like, in our little group chat, I am always rooting for the bad guy to, like, get away, especially with um, police chases. This police chases, like, yes, I will I will watch a live police chase and be rooting for the person to get away. <laughs> I don't know why. Time. I just want to see if they really go pull it off. Like, that's funny to me. I have a really play by sometimes. play. She will give us <laughs> the police chase. We might even but, get a um, live video footage via uh, a link or something. <laughs> right. you know <laughs> so you know to go back to being the person like yeah he is quote unquote the, the bad guy but I mean in some turns he does he does a lot of good things for the community which you know not necessarily always just passing out turkeys and stuff but you know he, he does try to give back um to his community so it's not necessarily always using the money for bad he does do some good with his power or whatever so you know you got to give him a little credit now that he uh, wasn't even uh, out of Alcatraz dude, before everybody had their hand out yeah it was like episode one <laughs> like 10 the minutes first episode, into I was like damn I, I counted I was like how many people gonna ask this man for see like, how like, you, that's what I'm saying that's that power uh, he, such and such just get about to go to college and I'm like, damn, we about to They was waiting like, on him to, to drop. They was I'm waiting like, for him to get free. He looking, I'm looking like, damn, Bubby, where you get this money from? He just got me fresh out. The so funny I, thing, I the funny thing about it when he was when he was talking to that one lady, and she was like, well, he, she was talking about he's addicted, and he was like, addicted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has addiction to white women. He kind of <laughs> laughed a little bit, <laughs> trying to play it off. <laughs> like he was choking a coffin. Like he he's has an addiction, bumping like addiction to white women. I was like, oh lord. He definitely, he can he relate. definitely said that. Okay. Did you, did you all grow up in an, an environment like that where the criminal element kind of took care of the community? Because I know I did. Uh, they threw block parties. We had back to school parties. We had fireworks on the fourth. Did you all grow up in that type of environment? No, I did not. No, what? nobody, nobody wants slanging turkeys on Van Dyke. <laughs> uh, you know, I grew up on the east side of Detroit. I lived on the west side for a little bit of time. Uh-huh. But uh, my mom always talks about me because, like I said, I grew up in the hood, but I was oblivious. And, like, I knew a couple things that was going down, but um, I, nah, nah, I wasn't privy to any of that. When nobody, uh, n- nobody taking care of the hood like that. Now I think they do, but nah. Not when I was a kid. Yeah, when I was little, that's kind of how we grew up. When it was time for like back to school parties, the neighborhood gangsters threw it. They brought the bounce houses in, had fireworks come in. So that's just kind of how how we were raised. We went out of town, they paid for it. Like, well, I think we went to a Wisconsin Dells. So it was like, oh, that was crazy. Nada, what about you? Nada was like, no, no. Damn it, Benny. (laughs) Nada didn't even know they was. Eating Kool-Aid in middle school. She didn't know nothing about that. <laughs> not okay, I didn't know. Not okay. You probably had some uh, corporate thug-sponsored events that you didn't know. You're like, oh, this is the neighborhood block party. Like, no, this is sponsored by... Well, <laughs> I remember the block parties um, on my grandma block in the summer times. <clears throat> I'm not sure who was, um, you know, behind that, but... <laughs> All I know is we had the the, the, the big uh, semi truck that would pull the pull up with the pool on the back, and we were just having fun. I don't know who was who was um providing so you, that. It could have been it could have <laughs> been a block club. It could have been Ray Ray and them. I don't know. All I know is I was in the pool having Not fun. Said, That's all I know. Not said I visited the hood 
So <laughs> okay, Betty. <laughs> okay, Betty. You can let him off of me now. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Boo. She is I'm really sorry. tickled by this. Because I, I, I was waiting. I was looking at your face as he was. I know. <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, not a, not a cake. She can't get jiggy with this question. Um, I can't get jiggy with that one. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. What would you all like to see? Well, we kind of had where we'll be like four or five episodes into season two. What character would you like to see highlighted more? So, I mean, we know it's about Bumpy and it's about Malcolm, but what other character would you like to see rise to the top and get a little shine? I want to see what Stella and Ernie going to do. Yeah. I was just um, about to say after Stella. That, after that murder, like, uh, I want to see how they're going to uh, play this because now Ernie is tasked with finding out who killed a boy and he the one who did it. So I'm interested to see how... Um, those two work together. I even think that at some point they might even end up being together for some reason. I feel like they will. Um, just the way that the show is playing out. Not a who yeah, I, I I agree with I agree with Betty. I don't want to say too much because I think I might give away something. Right, right. Um, in more recent episodes, so I'll just leave that question alone. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I, I am interested to see how um, Elise how she turns out, like, does she stick with Islam? Mm-hmm. Because even right. though they've told her to, like, cut communication with Malcolm, they still in the diner having weekly update conversations, like, he don't have a target on his head, so I'm interested, interested to see how that plays out and then, you know, once again, if they're going to play the Sam Cook and let us know that Malcolm ain't going to be with us too much longer. <laughs> We're going to cue that. The change going to come music. Cue, cue music here. <laughs> Any final thoughts on on Queen? I'm sorry, uh, Godfather of Harlem. Mm, I'm I'm excited to see. I got a question. Oh, yeah, well, who would you like to see join the cast? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, because we even um, got uh, Method Man is in there now. Yeah, uh, he's in there, mm-hmm. and I want to see. I would like to see more from his character because even when they pulled off that little heist, and I was like, oh, he he causing trouble for Buffy because. He didn't. He didn't turn on him a little bit, so I was interested to see how his character was gonna, um, how his character may do moving yeah, forward. I'm, I think that's a good one. I definitely love to see more of Method Man's character, you know, in this in this season. Um, I'm not sure how we could get him to fit into the show or what kind of role he could role. play. But what's my man name? I'm probably gonna say it wrong. Dejan Hansu. I think mm. I think mm. the guy from um what's I know what you're talking about. Well him. I would like to see I would like to see him and Forrest play together. That'd be that good. would be yeah, that would be a good some good chemistry there. You think he's gonna be part of Ten Harlem's cause let me tell you, if they only now one thing about the show that kind of I know that this is the time that, that we were in, but they be using that N-word real loosely. Yeah. And even, like, I be feeling like, I mean, that that's the time that we were in, so I understand that part. It be looking a little too comfortable. Yeah, <laughs> too but even, comfortable. yeah, even, like, with Chance's character, he was like, you know, they talk about us bad, they act like, you know, mumbling under their breath and talking about us. That has got to be a hard position to be mm-hmm. in. To try to mm-hmm. do because you you cackling it up with my man because y'all making money together which we know mm-hmm. that happens often but he definitely they don't have any respect for you as a person he didn't call mm-hmm. you banana he didn't call you monkey he didn't call you everything under the sun and that is like so demeaning especially for a black man to actually uh 
you know, to have to bite his tongue to go right. through that just to be able to make money. So that is something that is hard to watch, even though, mm-hmm. um, you know, know, I know that acting. that's what was going on in that time. And my mom, you know, my mom was born in, you know, the early 60s. So just to know that, you know, this is something that my, my grandma has to deal with, you know, right. and this is not down south, like this is in New York City. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we was free for a long time. We was always free up north. So just to see that, you know, that's something that I I don't think I would have been able to make it. Like I would have been like, you know, um, old girl from color purple, you know, like get my children <laughs> out of here. Cause you you just not about to be talking to me crazy. Like I, mm-hmm. I just I just can't. I can't. Yeah. I agree. Any final thoughts, Nada, on uh Godfather of Harlem? Um I will say that it did exceed my expectations as oh. far as the, the series. Uh-huh. Um, I will say I did struggle with trying to watch it in the beginning um, because y'all know my attention span is short. Like I will <laughs> fall off real quick. So like the first episode, I th- think I had to watch it a couple times. And then once I finally got into it, I'm like, okay, this is actually kind of good. And then after that, I just started watching episode after ep- episode. Um, I like the narrative that they have behind each character mm-hmm. and it's nothing new. Like it's nothing that we don't know, but I just like how they are going about the story. So it's a good show. And if I think if anyone that's listening right now, if you haven't checked it out, you should dev- definitely give it a, um, give it a chance. Um, I think you will be pretty happy with, um, with what they, what they put out there. I just think my final thought on this is it's a great show. I love uh, the costumes, the lighting, uh, part history, part entertainment. Uh, I love the the old style scenes with the newer music in the background overlapping yeah, the it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, the opening montage. It's just a, it's a good show. And Method Man has really been like emerging as like, like a top as a top actor, especially when it comes to these New York pieces. So mm-hmm. kudos to kudos to the whole cast. Definitely check out season one, but also get into that season two. And the next show we about to talk about is one thing we all enjoy is the Upshaws. And just kind of going back to what Nada was saying, if you send me something like, hey, watch this hour long TV show, I'm like, bro, I can't do it. But I would spend two hours watching 15 minute videos all day. Yep, that's me. <laughs> and of course we have, you know, Mike Epps, Wanda Sykes, the Upshaws great show it's on netflix i want to wish you all overall opinion of it i liked it um there were times that i actually found myself laughing um and i think it's because mike epps is just (laughs) funny being mike epps so like you said um prior to us starting the um talking about it like it's just basically like they gave him a script and said you know read these couple lines but still be yourself and I was kind of concerned about the chemistry that him and Kim Fields would have yeah. on screen. Um, they did really well. Um, at first, I was like, you know, I guess because I was thinking about the real Kim Fields and seeing her on what was that Housewives and how she just really mm. didn't fit in onto that right. show. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> going back to going back to acting, um, you know, like actually doing a, a real script or whatever. You know she's really really talented in that in that part so i was glad to see her um 
take on that role being the wife of uh mike epps which is which is character's name on there benny it's yep, benny. Benny. Yeah, benny. benny yeah <laughs> uh wanda sykes i love her she is hilarious she's like the auntie that i think everybody can relate to like just just has no filter on her mouth and will just say whatever she wants to. whatever she so wants. she definitely brings like another layer of comedy to the show um i hate to do it i hate to compare it but this show is way better than the jamie fox show what was the name of that show dad stop embarrassing me or something like that oh mm-hmm. without a doubt yeah i don't see that coming back for a season two at all um give us more of upshaws i think the last time i checked last week it was like um it was trending as number one and it dropped down to number two i'm not sure oh, it's right now but yeah it's it's a it's a pretty funny show I've seen uh, a lot of people talking about it too down my timeline without even them um, because it wasn't in the, you know, how when you go into Facebook and you can tell what you're watching, that was not in the suggestion. So um, a lot of people were talking about the show, but they couldn't necessarily tag the show's page on there. But I could tell that that's what they were watching, what they were talking about. Um, I definitely thought it was funny. I laughed. I watched it twice. Like I watched the entire series twice. (laughs) Um, I mean, you know, I just be sitting here so I'm like, let me watch this. And my son even came in my room and he's like, Why would you been watching all day? Because you just been cracking up. Um, so it definitely was funny. What it reminded me a little bit of though is like a modern day Roseanne. Yeah. So you kind of yeah. have like yeah. a broke semi-middle class family. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, the dad is an entrepreneur, barely, you know, kind of scraping it together. But the difference is in this show, uh, Kim Fields' character, she actually is, you know, you know, she has a decent job and she's trying to better herself, trying to get her master's degree or whatever. Um, but they broke. They scraping it together. They making it work. Um, they got the annoying ass sister that just has her own key and she just drops by every day <laughs> um, and inserts herself way too much in their business. Um, but I definitely love it, especially, you know, the relationship that the two sisters have because you know my sister is like my best friend too so i think it worked i I really i like the kids um you know i like the oldest son dynamic and i I think we'll talk about a little bit more about the layers to the family but you know um i think it was funny i think my overall opinion it was definitely funny but i i kind of would nod when i first heard it was going to be mike epps and Kim Fields and Wanda Sykes. I'm like, this is not going to be good at all. Because if, if, if I were just to come to you and say, hey, I got a show with Mike Epps, Kim Fields, and Wanda Sykes, or do you want to buy Jamie Foxx mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and uh, Dave, you'd be like, give me the Jamie Foxx show, hands down. But once they put these two shows on TV, it's like, what, this, you know, they've done a, a fantastic job. Kim Fields brought her A-game. I'm just like you all. I didn't know how she was going to act after seeing the Housewives and and after, you know, coming from playing Regina and also being facts. Regine, I'm sorry, playing Regine and and doing Facts of Life. I didn't know how she was going to do this role. 32 years ago. Hey, that, that was that's what made her Black Hollywood royalty right there. But she definitely brought her A-game. I think she, you know, I don't know. I think like you look like it's like Mike Epps was just being himself, <laughs> and then I, you know Kim Fields is really like acting, acting. He like I don't know. What, I can just see Mike like I don't know what you're doing all that shit for. Like <laughs> like just come up here and be yourself. But it was it was definitely a good show. 
and sometimes I, I, I thought they were going to touch on, uh, well, they didn't, they kind of touched on having the, the gay son. And I thought it was going to be one of them, them headline things that, you know, every black show has to address something, but they kind of did in a real cool, funny way. And they didn't harp too much on it where you'd be like, oh my God, we about to beat this dead horse. And I, and I think I had put in the group chat, like I could just see some black people complain like, well, why we got to be struggling on TV all the time? Why we can't be, you know, it's, we at this point where black people can't be too rich on one aspect, but they don't want you to be too poor on another aspect. So it was definitely a great show. I can't wait for season two. I don't even think that they are poor. Like I just think nah, that right. they are, you know, just the average, the average family. Average, yeah. average family. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's great though, because you got Benny who, um, you know, he was out here Entrepreneur to a lot of trouble, you know. Now he's an entrepreneur. Semi. Um, I, I don't know what kind of cars he's fixing. I ain't really seen him fix. It's almost ain't like um, it's almost like uh, the Medea movie where uh, the big family, the big happy family, and uh, Natalie Giselle's husband was working on the cars, but he wasn't right. to fix the car. So I, I feel like it's kind of like that aspect. But um, I, I think they, you know, just normal folk making mm-hmm. it do what it do, trying to better themselves, which a lot of more people can identify um, other than everybody black is doctors and lawyers or everybody a drug dealer. You know, like we've, right. we've seen those stories too many, done so many times. Yeah, so it's I just a, that, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I, I, I feel like that, I mean, I feel like everybody rich is, you know, not the norm. Played out. It's yeah. not, it's not. It's um, not realistic. I mean, we are realistic. making money, but you know. Um, I would say it's not like the show is more relatable because mm-hmm. it's just the average family that's just trying to make it in the everyday struggle. Like we saw her studying, studying for her master's on so many episodes and she still went in there and failed. But right. oh, her yeah. response to that was not negative. You know, she said, I'm going to try again. So I think that was a great message to the viewers to like not give up on anything that you're trying to do like keep keep going even with him um with benny you can right. see that some of the things that he's done in his past is kind of trickling into where he is currently mm-hmm. especially with this um what is it the the son mm-hmm. um yeah. that he had with the you know when they was taking a little break tasha. or whatever huh it with tasha. oh tasha yeah that's her name yeah. tasha so like you know they was taking a little break what Shit break happens. did they have in, during marriage? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. I, I mean, mean, we also watch shows, a show called Sister Wives, Betty. You know, it's not for us to judge. Oh, don't start. So who, who ah, <laughs> it's not for that. us to judge. <laughs> That's very folks' business. But anyway, I think, you know, it's, it's a good reflection of showing where you can mess up. It's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. We're still going to try to work every day to try to figure this thing out and, you know, raise these kids so i like it i found it to be just like a really relatable show and then you know in in that there was comedy which made it funny i think two things that y'all touched on that i um just kind of wanted to piggyback on not a just like you said you know i messed up and i'm you know trying to redeem myself i think they do a very good job at bringing light to the fact that benny is trying to be a good dad can I say something real quick? I don't mean to Go cut ahead. you off, but the thing that was hilarious is with that that baby girl uh, birthday party with the strip <laughs> Benny. Now come on now, I know that you're trying, but at the, the strip club, Benny, that was hilarious to me. It was it was the the, the, the VFW hall, the VFW hall set up for a stripper night. Yeah, it was a stripper night. I don't think he knew that that. <laughs> 
that they were gonna have it going down like that. <laughs> he didn't know that. Yeah, I don't think he knew that it was going down. That was definitely a surprise to him. That was hilarious. Um, but um, yeah, I think that you know he does a good job of trying to um, you know, bring the families together. I like the fact that you know during this season they were able to bring Calvin in and not necessarily make him feel like a a stepchild. But I am interested to see like the kids are thirteen. And the little girl, she's about seven or eight. So they've gone almost their entire lives without um, seeing each other. So I'm interested to see. I mean, I know it's a TV show, but I want to see how they're going to bring that up. Um, and then, you know, Benny, you did bring up the fact that they have the son that, you know, that came out as gay to them. And they, like you said, they didn't they didn't make it a, a real awkward situation. Right. They didn't make it like a big production. You know, they didn't make it like a cost. Like it was just something that the family found out about. They embraced it, you know, and they kind of moved on. It, you know, they accepted. It, it doesn't have to be um, a thing, which I think that a lot of times they make it into. I think sometimes TV makes it a thing, but in the traditional everyday black family, it's kind of like, oh, huh, okay. In uh, some it cases, ain't always, now that's it, it, it in some cases, like, in some cases, like but, but when yeah. it, when it comes to TV, we don't get those the reaction that Benny had, we get the, the other end of the reaction where mm-hmm. it's like, get out of my house and it becomes this whole thing. And that's not everybody's coming out story. Yeah. You know, it might be a stretch. Go ahead. Unpopular stretch opinion. Stretch it. But I see little pieces of like the after, like this is the after um, the Martin series. Like we have Duck, the character Duck. Mm-hmm. Be like, He's bro, like, man. he, yeah, he's basically bruh man. Um, um, what's the girl name? What was Gina's um Pam. Pam? Yeah, Pam. Pam is Wanda because her and her and Benny always arguing. So I think they kind of took that kind of like maybe as not necessarily the blueprint, but they kind of got the mindset or the kind of like the game plan for the show based off of some of those characters. What do you, what do y'all think about that? Well. This show, well, Mike Evans was talking about, I think, you know, Wanda Sykes produced it and they really? did like an after show about it. And they said they were influenced a lot by Norman Lear, who produced mm-hmm. like Good Times, Jefferson, Sanford okay. Son, uh, Maude, All in the Family. So if you think about all those shows, they all had that one person or that one neighbor or somebody who just came over every day just to get on the main character's nerve. Mm-hmm. Whether if you look at Sanford and Son, there was just people popping up on Fred or the Willis's for Mr. Jefferson, you know, or Bookman for on Good Times just popping up. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> has so that. Annoying. That's kind of like the <laughs> blueprint that that, that kind of went by. So I definitely okay. see you coming I think from that's like, that. I think that's almost like every sitcom, though. Like, I think yeah. every sitcom has that. But now that I was going to say before many started talking, I feel like, you know, that was a big stretch, but <laughs> <laughs> but you did that, sis. <laughs> I tried. I tried. You, you over. You overthought that. <laughs> I did, which I do most of the times. That's, I mean, that's my thing. <laughs> that that, that kind of has been the blueprint for a lot of TV shows. I, and I just kind of gave you like a brief history. You, you know, everybody's had that one neighbor. Even on the Cosby show, they had that one kid that just kept popping up over there every day. He wasn't necessarily getting nobody nerves, but uh-huh. like you just hear every day. So Yeah, Rudy really little uh, boyfriend. How do y'all... How do y'all feel about him taking his money? How did how did that episode hit y'all? Oh, I was about to say that's why she felt the test because she know Benny wasn't gonna give her her money back. <laughs> she wasn't getting that money back. Yeah, I don't know, Benny. That was 
When she told him to get the F out, she meant that. I, well, felt I, that we, I think we all felt it in our spirit. I we was like, Kim Fields? She said, Benny, get the F out of my house. And I was like, I, I honestly don't know. Like, I think I would be so in shock that he actually did that. Like, the, you know, the betrayal of taking the money, I really wouldn't know. I would have to sit back and process it for a minute. Well, wait till but you yeah. find out why he took the money. That's going to Oh, that's going to yeah. <laughs> That is what the kicker is. Like, not only did you spend our money, because we ain't got no money. We need a washer or dryer. Dryer broke down. You out here bad pistols and getting cars fixed for your baby mama. For your baby mama. I, love, I love why they say it like that. Baby mama, like why they feel like that? So, <laughs> but um, yeah, she gonna kick his ass out for good. Mm-hmm. We shall see in season what, two. I think I think we will definitely be on for a season two. Which are what are you all's predictions for season two? Who baby y'all think that is? I think that's Benny's I think that's baby. Bernard Junior. I think that's Bernard Junior. Because I know Benny ain't that stupid. Now how many breaks you gonna have, Benny? Because <laughs> you they had a break thirteen years ago. Now you got a break seven or eight years ago. I think he said a lot can happen when you're on break. Or maybe somebody used his name. Maybe somebody used his name, like Duck or somebody. Who knows? Like, well, well Duck was in jail, so I don't know. Uh, second season, what do you think will be some of your predictions? Um, I just want Duck to stay out the house because I got <laughs> so tired of him coming over, like eating up all the food and just, he really thought he was at home. He, moved he, got, his own apartment. he got his own apartment now. Yeah. Uh, well, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I just hope he stayed there though, because he was so <laughs> annoying. And to the fact where Benny was even trying to hide him in the damn basement. Like, you trying to hide a grown ass man. If you don't tell that grown ass man to get out you in your wife's house. If we're gonna like, talk about the fact that Wanda Sykes was like 60 years old, which is named Lucretia. I, <laughs> I was thinking like they had Lucretia's back there. Lucretia, yeah. <laughs> I see Lucretia. Um, so season two predictions. Yeah, we're gonna try to find out who um we're gonna find out who that baby is or whatever. Like Betty said, I think it's gonna be um Benny Jr. Um I don't know. I don't know, I don't know where they could actually take the show in season two, really. My prediction is that this might be Benny's baby. And I just wanna see if they're gonna bring another element to the story of, of maybe a dude. It's gonna Why? be a dude, it's gonna be temptation, it's gonna be temptation for um it's her character name. I can't even. Regina is it Regina? Is it Regina? It might be Regina. But yep, it is Regina. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that. Um, I, th- I think. Go ahead. I think she's going to pass this damn test. She's going to become real successful. Her career is going to take off like she wants. He. It's going to be a lot of back and forth about who this baby belonged to, and whatnot. Right. They're going to fall out. Um, I think I'm writing a whole whole other story. The whole season. Go ahead. Yeah, right the whole season. But anyway, it's gonna it's gonna be a lot of back and forth between those two, a lot of friction and whatnot, a lot of miscommunication, stress. And I think um somebody, another, you know, career guy, professional dude is gonna step in and she's gonna be tempted. Like and a whatnot. work husband. hmm Like ah, a work husband. Mm-hmm. That'd be good. They've been yeah, together so, for 30 years, but she ain't been tempted and left him after that break, baby. And Leaving her uh to raise Biddy with her mama and sister for years. I don't know. But once she starts once she starts getting more of her own independence though, she might really get tired of his shit and be like She already independent. Okay. She the one who Well, you know what I family. mean. Like if if her career really takes off the way that she's been striving for, going after, maybe she might just, you know Or maybe she just might find a man that, you know, that is probably worth 
uh, something. Because Benny, that's what I'm saying. Really yeah. <laughs> I don't even think it got to do with her uh, education or her um, job. I just think that maybe she just been so blinded by the love that she had for Benny. Because you know, sometimes you can be with somebody for so long, you just overlook the red flag. Yeah, you know, and whether it becomes five more years, of a routine. Years, yeah. Yep. You just complacent and you just you know used to a certain dynamic. And like even mm-hmm. like the kids said, uh, Benny, you know they get the whole thing, the whole routine down pat when they get into it. Yeah, the pancakes. All, yeah, he <laughs> makes the pancakes. He come back. So you know, you know, uh, after thirty years, you know she might get tired of it. I, I I like when Nada's going with this whole work husband because that is a very black thing and a black word or black <laughs> culture thing to say your work husband, your work wife. <laughs> that would be nice to see her get like a little work boo and he pull up on them. Yeah, act a fool. One of the good things that I like about the show, I mean, like we said before, it's very, very, very relatable. But how many times have you got passed over for a job by somebody I, who is not as qualified, don't really know the job? I mean, they may have the education or they may have something else that they're looking for. Maybe they have the personality that they're looking for for that job. Right. And then you get and you get passed up by somebody just because, like, mm-hmm. um, and then you were stuck training your boss or you stuck, um. You know, in a job that you might have liked at some point, you you good at it, but then you get kind of railroaded. You know, that happens to us a lot. So I think that, you know, was something that I thought was interesting. I and think the audacity to say, yeah. I want you to train this person to be your boss. Bitch, what? Well, that has happened to a few people. It happened all the time. They oh, like oh to, yeah. They like yeah. going a different direction a lot. <laughs> We're mm-hmm. just going to go in a different direction. A different direction of disaster, but you know, that's mm-hmm. that's the life y'all chose. But I think that's what that's, makes the show that's relatable. That's corporate America. That's what you got to deal yeah. with. Yeah, I think that makes what makes the show relatable to build that that core following. Because, and I think that's what make people identify because you can see yourself in some of these characters, or one little small aspect of these mm-hmm. characters. But that that's definitely been a story that I've heard many of times have happened. Can we just talk about that one episode where they was dancing when they was drunk? Because I was <laughs> the cane <laughs> when she was cane. dancing that cane was there on that on the light. light. <laughs> yeah, that was that was man. That tickled me. I think I, was I cried a little up. bit uh, watching that playback footage. Uh, <laughs> but these two fools so drunk. That was funny. Sitting in the car though, in the mechanic shop. That was classic. They was definitely high when they wrote that. Um, when they wrote that season or that's that that episode i'm a little surprised that um that um that mike Evans didn't have any uh you know he wasn't involved in the creation or you know like i don't think he's an executive producer or anything i didn't uh, see that in the I credits don't, i don't think i saw anything re- re- relating to that but but that goes back to our conversation about black ownership because you know yep. we see we see wanda got hurt you know yeah her wanda yep. yeah mm. So any any final thoughts on that? We are we talking about our predictions. Ready for season two? Ready for season two? Not a ready for season two. Mm-hmm. I think it was a so quick I can watch. Come back and say so I can come back and say I told you so. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the show. My final thought was like it was a quick watch on Netflix. It was definitely mm-hmm. a relief from all the other dramas that we're usually watching. So I'm definitely like everybody else is ready for season two. Now we at our favorite part of the show, the rabbit hole portion. And I'm going to start off with Betty. What a rabbit hole did you find yourself into this week? Oh, Lord. Okay, so. <laughs> Where we at, I Betty? just like to get this disclaimer. 
Oh, Lord. Okay. You know, before I go into... So my rabbit hole for the day, uh, for this week, was a show that I found after watching oh, <laughs> my favorite show, uh, Sister, Wife. Sister Wife. But I just, you know... Can we just talk about it just a little bit before I get into my rabbit hole, y'all? Oh, Go ahead and touch can on we, it. Can we talk about it just a little bit? Okay. <laughs> just a little bit. So, just a little bit now. That's I a whole other episode we, by itself. I think what we discovered in this episode, uh, <laughs> we discovered a lot in this new episode. So one thing is that the um, the one family with, uh, I think her name is Danielle and, and uh, Garrick and Bert. Mm-hmm. I keep I I don't think I don't know if I don't ever remember their last name or if I can't pronounce it is why I never say it. But um, with them, we found out that this is like their first attempt at having a sister wife, and so we see Danielle is you know suffering from depression already. So this is not the ideal situation for her, and this leads me to believe, um, you know, even more so. We talk about this, you know, for a couple episodes now that their marriage is probably gonna be over. Um, oh, yeah, I done. really feel like he is going to he be crying over this woman yeah. um, Bert over in Columbia so I really feel like he may just be having um, his way out I think she just let him out of the marriage I think that this is not going to go well uh, for them and like even her family is like why would you do that um, and she's doing it to please him like with the other mm-hmm. families we see that they are in agreement like this is something that they both want they both benefit from it but with this one, she's doing it because he wants to do it right. and not because she necessarily agrees or, you know, wants to live that lifestyle. So I'm interested interested to see how that plays out. But we already know. Now, Betty, what rabbit hole did you actually go down? Because this is the rabbit hole we always <laughs> fall into. I, I know, should have I never posted that on Facebook. <laughs> But then you didn't even let me get to the last couple, but I'm going to get out of the rabbit hole. <laughs> I'm going to get out of that. Okay, so the rabbit hole that I actually went down after watching this episode of <laughs> was a show called Suddenly Rich. So I had never seen this show before, but I guess the episodes that I watched, probably like I got about five or six episodes in. It's a show that probably aired in 2019, okay. possibly on TLC because that's the channel that I saw it on when I was watching. So basically it just um, follows, each episode follows the story of about four people um, and how they all of a sudden became rich. So the first episode was um, a guy who was um, wrongfully incarcerated. Um, He got out of jail after 13 years for a murder that he didn't commit, um, Mm. which happens way too many, too often, you know, for us. But, you know, he sued the government after being incarcerated for 13 years and then he got like a eight million dollar settlement oh wow so they definitely went from like rags because the wife was the only one working and you know trying to hold everything together and um so once he got his money he held her down so they lived a good life after being oppressed for 13 years um so that was the first episode they had a kid on there who suddenly became famous by instagram post some little girls took his picture while he was working at the grocery store overnight he got like 400,000 followers on instagram and started getting job offers for clothing labels and modeling gigs and performances and stuff so what did he do he just he was just nice looking yeah i guess he was just a cute little white boy oh about 17 years old okay um and they shared one picture of him and then he blew up he didn't even know that he that his picture was even circulating on the internet so that was um yeah that was interesting um but the most interesting one that i saw 
um, because the first story was sad to me. And I, like I said, I feel like that just happens way too much. But the most interesting one was a guy who um, his mom died when he was like nine years old. He got sent to live with his father and his stepmama. They didn't really want him. So he ended up going into foster care after he aged out of the foster care system. He became homeless. So for about 17 years, he was homeless living on the street. Some kind of way, his older brother and um, they discovered that his father was not really his father, probably the reason why he was being mistreated. And um, all these things happened, but they ended up finding out that his biological father was worth like $50 million or something like that. And he actually left. Yeah, and he actually became the heir of his estate. So he became like filthy rich after, you know, sleeping on the street for like 17 years. Um, so that was an interesting story. They had a guy who uh, invested $14,000 into Google when it was first a first a startup. And oh, then wow. after Google, yeah, and then after Google went public, I think he was like $5 million or something. After that $14,000 investment, he bought for like pennies. So that was interesting. And he was like, uh, like he's like a big chef or something now. Oh, he's a chef at the time. But yeah, so they kind of follow his story. So it was a very interesting rabbit hole. Um, and I'm interested to see a couple more episodes, you know, when I'm up at 3 a.m., you know, just in here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm going to, you know, tell y'all more about it later. And what station was that on? TLC. Of course. Leave it up to TLC. Mm-hmm. Nada, what rabbit hole did you go down this week? Well, you know, I really don't do too many TV shows outside of what we're discussing. So my thing is YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, so Betty's probably going to talk about me because I would think I was telling her um, about some of these that I was watching. But basically, uh, roller skating videos like roller, when I was a kid, roller skating was my thing. I used to love going all the time. Um, I really hate that I even gave my skates away. Um, Girl, them skates that was, do you no good. Now nah, you have to get your new skate. Big. Wait a minute. <laughs> was, that, was that for me? <laughs> um, you can't be dissing the roller skating now. So you know, get a robot. So yeah, man, skating is that's that's good cardio. I kind of hate that I gave my skates away because you know it is becoming more popular now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I found myself watching a whole bunch of videos on that, and then I started going on websites trying to find me up here and everything is sold out yeah because it's becoming popular like yes uh, and uh, i don't recall skates costing this damn much like a hundred dollars or how much you talking try 350 for some skates yes four wheels or inline like four wheels roller skate lord jesus and they're sold out so that's one of my um complaints i did find another company that i'm checking into and i believe that they are black owned Um, okay that makes roller skates Yes, I believe okay. they're called Moonlight. So if anybody's in the Ooh. in the market to get some roller skates for, from a Black-owned company, check out Moonlight. Um, I think that they do have some that's currently in stock. Um, outside of that... You've definitely been doing your research, I see. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, my, that's my problem. That's my that's rabbit queen. hole. That's why she ain't watching yes. the TV show. Yeah. Hey, now, watch your mouth. <laughs> now, we, we record. And don't, everybody don't need to know. Um, <laughs> cut, uh, cut, cut. <laughs> that's that's the thing like once something finds my interest i do go down a rabbit hole to learn like everything about it um that hey, probably will never 
be beneficial whatsoever. It benefits like me because you're always giving me good stuff. <laughs> I always do you, learn. Do you I follow that Detroit it. skate page on Instagram? Um, no, I do follow the one called Skate Life, and they basically think... go nationwide. They do all of the, basically all the the major black roller rinks in um, across the country. So you follow that and... guy Push. Mm-hmm. I follow Push. Yeah, that, hey, he made hey, he made me want to get out there. That I'm gonna say, Benny, it sound like you didn't went down this rabbit hole. There's yourself. um, I've been down an Instagram rabbit hole. <laughs> I just saw another girl the other day. Um, I cannot remember her name. Hold on, give me a second because I'm definitely about to look her up. But uh, Sis was out here crib walking. Her name is is Ashley Imani. And she was out here crib. First of all, her skates are like some Jordans. I I believe these are the Jordan 3s. She just threw some wheels on them. Ashley Ashley Imani. So Sis was out here um, crib walking on these skates. And that was just like wonderful to watch but um there's another girl that i watched she only skates on the front two wheels her name is two two (laughs) wheels her name is two wheels barbette and she only uses the front two wheels on her skates she don't have no back wheels and she be out here skating her ass off i don't know how she do it but she bad who the old lady to be on the skates that went that went viral for a little bit I don't know. I found her on like Detroit know. skate page or skate life page. The old if lady. you find it, send it to me because I definitely want to see that. <laughs> she be out there getting it. But I, yeah, I have yeah. seen uh, Ashley uh, Money before pop up yeah, on my reels. She's pretty. Mm-hmm. pretty. She bad. She cold on them skates. Yeah, um, outside of skating, my other rabbit hole. <laughs> my other rabbit hole is uh, D, of course, DIY projects. Uh, right now, it's all about plants Aww. and flowers. You know, I need help with that. Man. I, oh yes, we, Betty. <laughs> Wait a minute, do you that. need help too, or are you gonna help? Oh, us? she needs all the help. Oh. First of all, 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 let me tell <laughs> first you of all, nothing. Let me tell you something. It's not. not it was not my fault that that plant died. Okay, it was. It is her fault. It was <laughs> not water it. It was not. It froze to death. Not as some telling people. But why did it freeze to death, Betty? Because you, so you left it behind. Like, so you abandoned situations. the plant. Okay, I was trying to. Not a, in, in negative degree weather. What did People you expect are, to happen, ma'am? It's a damn plant. Plants live outside all the time. But not, Wait, you're not gonna, Oh my not god! A, you're not gonna, listen, <laughs> exactly. Listen, exactly, Benny. What? <laughs> That's not <laughs> how any me, of this <laughs> works. <laughs> look at me. I don't Jake. think house plants live outside. <laughs> Benny, you don't even know the story. So you don't <laughs> even. Let's just say Betty's side. green thumb is blue. We'll just say that. <laughs> Don't say that because my plants that I had on my porch lasted at least two months before they, it was hot. Two it months. Was, hot. was that was the hanging ones? What do they call those? The ones that hang in the pot? A hanging basket. That, was that the ones that passed away? No. Listen, I feel like this was the, I, I tried to get her the easiest plant that requires like little to no care. I and feel it like still died. Because it was accentuated circumstances that I couldn't help it. Now y'all not gonna get on me every month about this. <laughs> it's been like three years. Let it go. And stop messing. You brought it up. You brought I mean, the plan I thought, up. I brought I was thinking like I'm gonna say something and then we're gonna move past it. But you ain't okay. Gonna, okay, let's, let's, move move on, let's let's move on. It's a thing okay. of the past. You're right. Everybody you're right. listening. I you know, I'm trying to get my green. Don't buy her home. a damn plant if you're listening, because she's gonna kill it. <laughs> 
Hey, but check this out. Hey, Kroger <laughs> had plants for buy one, get one free. And I was thinking, like, well, I could buy four just in case two of them died this time. Okay. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> you have a backup plan. <laughs> Hey, whatever. Y'all don't judge me. Okay. I've, 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 I'm not gonna say anything about it because I, I have, no, I, I, like I got my one plant surviving. I ain't saying that. This, I mean, you, you know. Now when That's I have it. a whole nursery up in here, <laughs> don't be trying to be on my job. Hey, hey, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna help you get there. I'm gonna help you get there. Did you all see that post where these people were selling plants for like eight, eight hundred, one thousand, three thousand? Oh yeah. Is that a There's, thing? Is that it, a real it's thing? really a thing. There's a guy. Um, there's a podcaster that I watch out in New York, uh-huh. and he actually. Um, the name of the podcast is called So Shameless. The dude, um, if you go to his Instagram, his Instagram is actually very um, entertaining. His name is Tahoe TV. He has a plant that he named Gucci, and um, I forgot what kind of plant what plant it is, but it's well over six feet tall at this point, and right. it was dying. So uh, he called in this company to come out and try to revive the plant. And he spent well over $800 just for this company to come out. They cut off one limb of the plant because they said that plant was making the, uh, the rest of the plant die because that leaf was bad. So it was That's like giving all its energy. <laughs> but I don't have eight hundred dollars for nobody to come and fix the seat. Well, I'm not the only one who plans to be dying out of. But don't he didn't die. Like he's he's still taking care of it. That's because he mean, had it's... he had a little coin because I can't pay eight hundred dollars for nobody to come with no leaf. But seat. yeah, and you know, and I checked, I checked. Um, now y'all really about to start talking about how nerdy I am, but I really be checking Facebook Marketplace, and yes, there are some plants that be going that be on there for hundreds of dollars. I would never pay that much. Like, just give me a pulp, and I'll start from scratch. Like, just put my little root in a in a pot bottle, and I'm gonna you know start from there for five dollars. I'm not paying no hundreds of dollars for no plant, but it's really a thing. I grew up in a house full of plants. Like my mom and my grandma. Like my mom still has like a whole living room full of plants. My right. mom um, too. Yeah. From when I was a kid. From when I was a kid. If anybody want to buy me a fake plant, we might look into that. Hit the donate button. We, we might we might start you off slow. <laughs> we might start you off slow. We we you know we're gonna ease you in with just something with less maintenance than the the lily that you had. A hey, snake my, plant. Hey, my you can go weeks or a off. month without watering the snake plant. So I think plant? that might be. a a snake plant. A snake plant. Okay. It's a great indoor um, plant. It requires little to no maintenance. Then you just throw you it. I'm looking at it. Oh yeah, I've seen one of these before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that might be a start for her. How do you know when it's time to replant or repot the plant? Um, when you basically like start seeing the roots coming up out the soil, or um. Mm. Like if you're watering it a lot and mm-hmm. it starts to get droopy, you can basically tell when your plant is like sad yeah, because yeah. like <laughs> you can tell when it's starting to get, what'd you say, Betty? What? I think it's getting too big for the pot. Yeah, you can like just tell by the size of it. Uh-huh. And then also just like the appearance, like it'll start getting droopy. Um, it just won't look happy. So, you know, at that time, <laughs> no, seriously, like with the snake plant, the one I'm talking about, you see how it's, it goes straight yeah. up. So when it's sad or if it's if it's not getting the correct type of care, it'll start flopping down and like look sad. Oh. So that way you know it's either time to repot it 
or um, you're either watering it too much oh. or it's about to die. That's you have up. to pay attention to the plants and understand what they need to make them thrive. You know, you know it's an app for that now that you can like mm-hmm. hover over a plant and it tell you if it's dehydrated. It's what kind of it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what kind of it is and if it's dehydrated or whatever plants go through. I, yep. <laughs> Look at Betty's face. <laughs> That's... That's that my is, rabbit hole. That is... Where was all def- this when my plant was dying? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Should we play? I mean, uh, I, I, I so, thought you could handle it. I feel so attacked. I feel attacked. Should we play a change is gonna come for your plant? So does that plant. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so does that plant? <laughs> Hell. <laughs> we can move on. Let's move on. RIP. Not RIP. You know what? All right, so uh, not a. I think you had um, an interesting story to tell us that happened on I eighty. Yeah. Uh, what oh happens? my god, y'all really want me to talk about this on? Yeah. Millie Rock. I told y'all that was just between us. No, and, tell us about. And, and you didn't take me today, so tell us your story. Now you're giving up my demographics with me telling the story. Well, just just tell us you on I eighty had what happened on I eighty. All right, so. I live in an agricultural state. Uh, the other day on I-80, I guess there was a semi um, that either wrecked or something happened with the semi. Mm-hmm. And it was carrying pig intestines. What? Like chitlins? Yeah, like, like chitlins. Look at Betty's face. <laughs> like chitlins? <laughs> yeah, chitlins. Chitterlings. Okay. Um, those spilled out the truck. And it made the expressway um, slippery, which caused accidents. It's not like a movie. Does your insurance cover that? You slip on chitlins? Like, like, how do you call Like, I was driving and my car slid on some chitlins and I need to. I have no idea. That's that's totally comprehensive damage. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That should be covered. I have never witnessed anything like that in my life. Wait a minute. So, has has the. The pig intestines been chitterling already, or they was about to go to the process of being. I don't know. It just said pig intestines on Highway 80 causing backup and accidents. Please avoid. That's all I saw. I said, hell no. It's chitlings. This was did you smell it? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's slaughterhouses around here. Mm. So I mean, that that smell is is you know, it's a familiar smell. (laughs) Cornfields and pig intestines and whole cows yeah was people out there with buckets trying to get their chitlin scoop on or they just like oh i I don't know i i look i'm not a fan of chitlins if i see them i'm trying to go in the opposite direction so i wouldn't i got a a feeling that those folks ain't really eating chitlins like they probably like what the i don't think so i wonder where the way was going with them i'm pretty sure they went about to pack them up for like easter oh they was probably taking them to the facility to, to burn them um there's actually one of Ooh, those not too smell, far from me. Well, not really, because when they do, because I, I don't live that far from one, and when mm-hmm. they do take them through the incinerator, it just smells like bacon outside. Are you oh, serious? I swear yeah. to God. Oh, they God. take the chillers to the Imagine walking outside and smelling bacon. That, like bacon heaven. is a wonderful smell. Sounds like heaven. Wait a minute. So when they put the, the pig intestines in the in the incinerator, whatever it is, the whole... Well, not, just, not just the intestines, but you know the remains, the carcasses, like what you know. The what's like? I guess it would smell like bacon. Yeah, that sounds like delicious. 
<laughs> F- that sounds like a Homer Simpson life. fantasy. <laughs> Thank you. If I would have known when I moved in on this side of town that it was that close to me, I definitely would have probably checked a different location. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they, it wasn't sort of like bacon when you drove over there that day. Not y'all... that day. Mm-mm. Okay. Bacon. You just wake up hungry, like, damn, I'm hungry as hell. You don't even know why. The whole mm-hmm. neighborhood community smell like bacon. Mitty, what's your rabbit hole? Man, I got into this HGTV uh, 50K three-way uh, with a young lady by the name of Tiffany, black lady who uh, won like a design show, and now she has her own show. And uh, she, you give, she, she gives you, you tell her what you want done in your house. She, you have this budget of fifty thousand, but you have to figure out how you want to spend it. Do you want to do your kitchen? Do you want to do your living room? Do you want to do your bedroom? But you, but you can't. She ain't about to do the whole crib for fifty bands. She like pick one. You want this kitchen? You want this kitchen living room combination? You want your basement done? So I've just been kind of getting into that. And also, it was a show that comes on after that called Inside Out. What is you got to Google like Inside Out HGTV with these two buff ass guys show up at your house. <laughs> and it's called Inside Out because one of the guys focuses on the inside of the house. And of course, the other one focuses okay. on the outside. But when you look at these dudes like, hell no, nah, you ain't about to fix nothing around here, bro. One dude, they buff, tattooed up. One dude looking like he was on a uh, prison break back in the day with like light colored eyes. Like, nah, bro, you ain't laying no pipes over here. Go on about your business. <laughs> see me the dude with the pit with the beer belly and the old school van and the ladder on the van. Oh, yeah, I see him. <laughs> you yeah. see the picture. <laughs> I would be a little cautious with them walking up, like, <laughs> with the tattoos and everything. Yeah. I'm like, bro, you kind of like you kind of sexy to be in here trying to fix somebody's house. Like, <laughs> right. Uh, Sir, I don't know what you're trying to do around here. It we would have been happen. talking to him from uh, the ring. The ring out. The garden's in the back. Go around and handle your business. We in the house. Ain't nobody coming out. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the rabbit hole that I've gotten into. But now that Nada has told me about this uh roller skating thing and these plants, I'm gonna have to find me a whole nother uh thing. Speaking of uh, uh, rabbit holes, does anybody watch Fox Soul on Fox Soul like his own show station? Um I have uh, done a free trial. Um, because they have like a talk show. Somebody has a talk show on that channel. Yeah, it's um, like free on Roku, YouTube, all that. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it airs Tubi airs it, but mm-hmm. uh, it has like the Queens and it has uh, Claudia Jordan has one with Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva. Oh yeah, that's good. the one. Yeah, that's the one with the. No, uh, that's the channel that the Lisa Ray show come on right. Lisa Ray and uh, Claudia Jordan, I think. Yeah, Lisa Ray, Claudia yeah. Jordan. Vivica Fox and uh, what's mm-hmm. the lady name? Selena Johnson. Yeah, mm-hmm. they all have a show on there. So Selena Johnson think... left the sister circle and went to the Queens uh, TV show. Yeah, the cocktails with the Queens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I kind of got into that a little bit too. But now we, I think we all gonna be on plants and roller skating for the next week. Or so. Oh yeah, I'm about to <laughs> look. I'm about to spam y'all with some links. Trust me. Oh, I trust you. I. Trust you. <laughs> 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 but let me let me you know let me say this let me say this about my homie betty um last summer was it last summer or last fall i will say that i'm very proud of her because she did have some plants on her porch uh-huh. and they lived she was trying to bring some curb appeal to her front porch and she held it down um so she got a little bit of green thumb you know it's, it's there how long do front porch plants last is that a um the whole season 
They yeah, listen the whole to the whole season. season. Well, I mean, season. you could actually take you could actually I had me take some mums out there for the to, fall. Too. I bought me some mums for the fall. They lasted all mm. through to winter. Oh, look at you dropping that planting words, <laughs> mums. Go ahead now. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Nada. Thank you, Nada. Thank you, Nada. Look at me. You're look welcome, honey. You don't want to look what? at me. <laughs> whatever <laughs> first off pipe down pipe down oh my god well this has been another amazing episode of friends don't let friends binge alone and before we i sign out introduce the lovely lady to my right go ahead uh everybody this is renata i just want to say thanks for tuning in once again hopefully you made it to the end of this episode and you were entertained um definitely check out those shows that we discussed today also to get you guys more involved with what we are going to be discussing on upcoming um shows or what you would like to hear more of us discuss be sure to drop us some comments on our facebook page it is basically the name of the podcast friends don't let friends binge alone um we definitely want to get more interactive with you guys to make sure that we're pushing out content that you guys are interested in and um, want to have you guys active in that. So be sure to be sure to check out our, our Facebook page. All and, right. Uh, who hey. you got to your right? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to my right, we have... <laughs> Oh, I wanted to say something about that plant, but I ain't gonna do it. <laughs> oh, to my right, we have Miss Betty. You know what? I feel real stepchild-ish <laughs> today. Now, what the heck happened? Y'all? <laughs> okay. So I would just like to say thank you for hanging out with us today. Hopefully you all were entertained. Uh, maybe if you haven't watched the shows that we talked about today, maybe that will interest you into checking them out. Um, have fun. Peace. And this Deuces. has been another episode of Friends Don't Let Friends Binge Alone. See you next time. And make sure you check out our Facebook page so you can hear what's next that we're watching. Take care. Be blessed. Holla.